one, two. I like to introduce myself. My name is Capital J. He is a DL Glass. I am a DJ. He is a producer. Together, we rock the Capital City Podcast. One time for your mind, it's the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J, and my main man is always alongside me. What's your hey, name? DL Glass. Indeed, indeed. Guess what we've been doing, y'all? We've been at the movies. <laughs> 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 we've been at the movies, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, and now we get to sit and tell y'all all about it. Now, DL had this kick-ass idea. He said, hey, man, what about the hip-hop movies? Hmm. I was like, yo, let's talk about them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And as always, we got to start in the beginning. We always start at the beginning, do we not? Yes, we do. So, hip-hop movies. Whew. We went back and watched Wild Style. Wild style. Yep. I remember when, like, okay, I was born in 1972. Wild style came out in 1983. Now, I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I saw Wild Style on the USA Network. Um, Late at night, they used to have this show called Night Flight, and they would play this, just all type of weird movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like I saw this movie called uh, Fantastic Planet. It was dope, man. Soundtrack was dope. Cartoon movie about these blue giants that kept people as slaves. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cable. the kind of stuff they show, you know yes. what I'm saying? And and they show Wild Style. Yes. You catch the occasional martial arts movie. And I was like, yo, this is dope. Because, you know, but I, I saw that movie first at about 11, 12 years old. What, what's going on outside around you? And where were you? I actually saw that movie at my grandmother's house mm-hmm. in Bellarthur, North Carolina. It's right outside of Greenville. So basically Greenville. Okay. What? And, and you know, yeah, I was staying over there probably... I was still living there in 1983. I was living with my grandmother. Did you see hip-hop around you in Greenville? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, my cousins across the street, um, you know, they were back and forth to Connecticut all the time. Mm-hmm. And they had a cousin named Earl. My cousin Derek and Jermaine stayed across the street. And they had a cousin, older cousin from Connecticut. No, not Earl, Bobby. And he used to bring the turntables down from Connecticut. Okay. And this is 82, hmm. maybe 82, 83. And every summer I could walk out. If he was down there, I could walk out of my grandmother's house and hear good times, good times, good times, good times, mm-hmm. good times. And I could actually see somebody mm-hmm. DJing. Okay. So, 
you know, and of course my cousin and he was coming to visit my cousin Derek. He went on to, to DJ too, you know, and and just having that come right, you know, right in this little country town uh-huh. and have that, and then you got a movie like Wild Style on TV. Right. You know, I was very interested in hip hop from the absolute beginning because that's, you know, I seen it. Right. And I was I, I was blessed to have been in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and we of age, man, we we right, like I mean, we danced for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Bell author breakers <laughs> B-boys the to the core. You know okay. what I'm saying? And and at eleven, you see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, and and so the influence is already out there. I don't know if people from New York knew how how easy it was for one of the you know, anybody from New York to go to another town and they take that culture with them. Mm-hmm. It spreads like wildfire in that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> and that's what happened. And this is around the era of wild style. And I'm glad that I had a chance to see that, you know. Right. I'm glad I had a chance to see this movie, and I'm glad I had a chance to see a little bit of it live. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went back and watched the movie last week. Right. You know, and and I'm looking at it from a new lens because back in the day, this is the early part of it. I want to be able to do what Grandmaster Flash did in the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, and – and here's that like, we're in the middle of the country, you know, a movie like Wild Style, so influential. We're out in the streets with um, mud clumps, maybe the size of, of little baseballs, uh-huh. but you could take them up from around the ditch, and then we would do graffiti in the street with the <laughs> mud, you know, because it would it would rub off like chalk when right. you when you mark with it. Yes. So we would, you know, we would have. <laughs> <laughs> had the street marked up from from his house all the way around the corner. You know, we had graffiti covering a whole lane. You know right. what I'm saying? With mud. <laughs> but that's it. Wild right. style. They helped influence that whole culture all the way in a place that where you could do graffiti with dirt claws. My uncle used to get so mad. He'd come through kicking. Get this mess out of the street. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's up, um? You know what I mean? Yeah. He couldn't wait for it to rain. <laughs> Watch, <laughs> Watch that out. stuff away. Right. But yeah, yeah. So we went back and watched Wild Style, man. And, you know, was that your first time seeing the movie? Yes, it was my first time. Yes. Okay. I had seen it. Like I said, I saw it back then, but I hadn't seen it since then. Right. Maybe I watched it a couple of times in college. But it, you know, you're talking about 20 years, 20 years mm-hmm. in between each time, you know. It's like you um, turn me on to a, a piece of history. Yeah. And because I was um, I was under the impression for a long time that until what now, teen, <laughs> that Beat Street was the first. I, oh. I, I didn't know anything about Wild Style. Oh, word. Well, Wild Style wasn't, it wasn't even heavily marketed like that. It was, it was like the the underground or the. Yeah, it was know, crazy underground. Indie man. one. Like, like, like I said, it was so underground that it was coming on night flight back in the day. Like, none of the stuff I saw up there, I saw anywhere mainstream, anywhere else. Right. You know? Right. So. And that, USA was famous for that for a long time. Anytime out there, what, 10, 11? 
Yeah, yeah. This was all night long. It would go from right. from like midnight to six in the morning. You right. just see all kind of like they show videos too. Like I saw Rockbox, Run DMC Rockbox video. So right. I used to watch it on night flight. Um the first time I saw uh, video kill the radio star, I think was on they used to play stuff like that. She blinded me with science. Right. Thomas Dolby. Okay, so Getting back, yeah, getting back, yeah. Okay. I mean, let me but, ask you a question because you it, it gave you memories and you referenced the different points that you seen the movie, right? Like with the next time I watched it, yeah, and the next time I watched it though, I was a DJ and mm-hmm. could do some of the stuff that Grandmaster Flash is doing in the movie. You know, the next time I sat down and watched it, I had been years in this. And able to do the things that I saw in the movie easily, you know. Okay. And and it still was dope. You know what I'm saying? Because right. that, at that time, people were still, all these elements that were in the movie were still kind of prevalent in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still this this B-boy appeal. Breaking graffiti. <clears throat> the... Yeah. yeah. Hey, and, and please... Do not make the mistake of calling any of this breakdancing. Because I, I, I'm telling you, yes. the community that loves, you know, that style of of dancing will, yeah, they will, they will kill you for that. So, Hold on. we refer to them. explain this. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a, something to something that, you know, through the years, man, you know, through the years, they've, they've decided that breakdancing is no longer the correct term. Or, you know, because it's invented by the media. So I've been told I've been told by many a B boy to stay away from the term break dance if you want to be taken seriously. What so I'm just passing on the information. What, what is it? Um, well, breaking is 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 acceptable. Breaking. But not break dancing. Okay. B boying is acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know? And I you know, and it, everything except for breakdancing. They hate that term. The dancing that, part. Right, right. And there was okay. a whole lot of that in these movies, these mm. early movies. So, you know, we're going right. to refer to it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just setting the stage early. It was a you lot know. of dancing in those Right, there was a lot of dancing in those movies. So we're going to refer to, those are B-boys breaking, okay? <laughs> All right. So so we we setting, we getting that established early. You know what I mean? So, breaking so we don't break have, dancing is different. Why? Because well, no, choreographic. No, no, it's nothing different between the two other than one was coined by the media and the other is uh, what the heads call it. And that's all. It's kind of on it for me. You know what I'm saying? And and <laughs> and, and the people who are true dancers right. and true to this don't right. like the term break dancing. So out of respect, mm. I'm going to Abide by that and make sure that we okay. refer to it's people breaking. who do it are b boys, <laughs> or they're breaking, and they're breaking at the that's the closest you get to break dancing, right? <laughs> All right, b boy, right? Kind of like you know, at some point, people had offense to rap versus hip hop. Yes, you see what I mean, right? And if you can relate to that argument, then you can relate to the break dancing versus b boy and etc. Yes. Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. Okay. So, 
There. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, right. We don't want to be politically incorrect. Right. And and I'm just saying, you know, we, we for the culture. Right. So 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 that's established. But it's plenty of that in these movies, man. But yeah, the second time I watched it, mm-hmm. I was firmly in the world. And and it felt, you know, it felt good the the second time seeing it. You know, mm-hmm. it felt like I had a little gym. I remember I did have it on a a videotape, but you know, it was a copy of a copy. And, you know, there were times I couldn't even see Fab Five Freddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get a bad copy yeah, and they out there in the subway at night. Right. And so you to see him. <laughs> right. And then I get to watch it again now. Right. And I have an even greater appreciation for watching it when we sat down and watched it. One, because it's your first time seeing it. Okay. The second thing is I'm paying attention to different things now because – Absolutely. The first time and the second time I watched it, I didn't, I had never talked to Tony Crush. Mm. We had him on the show and we actually talked about mm-hmm. the, right. you know, the movie. We talked about everything he did. Right. And it, now I'm going back and looking at this movie after that. Right. And I'm seeing it differently. All that stuff that I took for granted that would be part of hip hop forever, like every song had a DJ on it. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the breaks and stuff, and now a, a lot of that stuff has disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so I look at this movie with a different appreciation because back when the movie came out, this is everyday stuff. Still, I'm still going to if I, somebody needs a DJ at a show and they're gonna rap. I can get two copies of a record, right? And I keep the beat going for you, right? Like this was still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, but now that's a lot of that stuff is just not a part of the everyday hip hop culture anymore. So you look at the movie and it's it's like, oh man, I remember that. But the last time I saw it in college, like, oh, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm doing that every weekend. Right. But now, no, nah, it's been years since you <laughs> see this kind of stuff happen. Yeah. Yes. It, I think it's here, but it, in other countries, they still doing. Yeah, and I think uh, so. I got a greater appreciation for watching it because of, um, like you said, Tony Crush. That when he came on and some of the stuff that y'all was talking about, the movie kind of, um, what what's the word I'm looking for? It was like certified at this point because I don't think he would be would have been a part of it if it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They would have they were the hottest things out back then. Yes. Like, everybody in that movie, you know, well, first of all, let's, okay, Wild Style. Mm-hmm. At heart, it's about a graffiti artist. About a graffiti artist. And Zorro, wasn't that his name on the wall? Zorro. Zorro, yes. And you got, um, this is a time when a group of other graffiti artists were trying to get, they were trying to bring legitimacy to the art form. Mm-hmm. By doing, you know, legitimate pieces up on wall murals and and getting art shows and stuff like this. And your boy was a little conflicted about whether or not he wanted to take it there, you know, and be known. First of all, he was he was kind of anonymous, anonymous out there. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say anonymous? Yeah, you said anonymous. Yeah, man, I don't know where to go. Came back. From. Anonymous. <laughs> Yeah, he was trying to stay anonymous. 
So when Fab Five Freddy brings a reporter on the scene who, you know, wants to do pieces about these rising graffiti artists, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, yo, you going to blow up our spot, yada, 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 yada. Right. But social media. Right, right. He's <laughs> like, nah, don't be putting this all on Facebook. <laughs> and, and Instagram <laughs> now, with now the, the pictures. Now the chick, the chick that's going, that's the reporter. First of all, she an influencer. I, it's just yeah, she's a she was a, an early influencer. But it's it's a, a blonde hair white lady. She kind of reminds you of the um, of the lead singer from Blondie, Debbie Harry. I used to think that was her before I knew, you know, when I was 11. I was like, oh, it's the chief from Blondie. Because they actually have uh, Blondie Raptures played in the movie. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, she gave that shout out to Fab Five Freddy. Fab Five Freddy. But anyway, I digress. But, I don't um, know who that is, but yeah, Debbie. That white girl that look like a poor star. <laughs> right, right. So that's the thing that bugged me out, first of all. She comes in the hood, she's going to interview these dudes, right? Yes. Now, this is South Bronx. None of that gentrification that you, if you live in the South Bronx right now. Still. You don't, you don't know this South Bronx <laughs> unless you were, you know, unless you're a long-time resident. Right. But if you look at old movies and you see what the Bronx used to look like, you know what I'm saying? I had some cousins moved out of the Bronx down down this way. You know, he used yeah. to tell me, he's like, man, every time I get some boomers, they take them. They take them. <laughs> you know, I can't keep no boomers. <laughs> so, so, you know, the Bronx was broken glass everywhere. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. And you see the abandoned buildings, abandoned apartment buildings. You see the broken windows, just mm-hmm. shells of buildings everywhere. The things look like they've been burned out. Back in the day, um, in the South Bronx, it was pretty popular for people who owned those buildings that you couldn't do anything with. They need to be renovated, so they would have them burned down for the insurance money. And burn them up rebuild. and never rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's, you know, that was a lot of landlords way out and so what you saw in the movie was what the south bronx really used to look like so you got this white lady comes in you know first it's the typical scene you know the kids her car breaks down and and this hood right here is a place like there are a lot of places i don't want my car to break down (laughs) even around here you know what i'm saying right but that like i First, her car breaks down, and all these kids come over. She's and they're probably about 12, 11, right. 12, 13. And their first thought is, yo, y'all get away from this car. <laughs> <laughs> but they end up being helpful, right? Yeah. So the cool thing, you know, they all, uh, she says, it sounds like they already knew that a reporter was coming. Because they was like, right? right? Because of the... So the buzz had guys. already been spreading through the hood that there's a reporter coming to check out the graffiti artist because she said... The unit. The unit was the name of the graffiti crew that was... That she was going to interview. Right. 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 And she said, well, I'm here to do an interview. I'm looking for a, graf- for a graffiti artist. She said, oh, you... The, the kids are like, you the lady that's coming to talk to the graffiti artist? Like, right. well, I'm looking for some. <laughs> it's like, we're all graffiti right. artists. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 kids right. So they, they push the car 
And the thing that bugs me out, though, is that, um, you know, you always have this image that the hood is super dangerous for for white people. But you watch this white lady, and she's mm. going through, she's never pressed. Yes. Nobody ever presses her. Mm. And I'm not saying that, that I'm, I don't let me think, I'm not want anybody to think in a million years that I think that in 1981, in that South Bronx, that she would have made it 10 minutes. <laughs> I think she would have, but just because she was white. I don't know, man. And she wasn't there looking for drugs. I don't know, man. That was, that was, hey, I don't know. White like people say for a lot of places just because they white. I don't know, but but that was a pretty that was a pretty dangerous looking area. You yes. know what I'm saying? They definitely went and the, the, the first car. thing that struck me <laughs> is how how she's all in the in the in the train yard at three o'clock in the yes. morning. She's all at these. She's at the kind of parties where I don't know about the South Bronx, but I know right here in North Carolina, she's at the kind of parties where somebody would hand her a drink and she'll wake up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing Sore. about, and I'm not by any means saying condone right. or making light she of these does. situations. But she's at those kind of shady parties, and she don't. First of all, she's by herself. She don't know nobody except for Fab Five Freddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't trying to be funny or nothing, but Fab Five Freddy talks so slick all the time that <laughs> everything you, know, you think about all the years he hosts MTV Raps, right? You know what I'm saying. That dude sound as slick as they come. This the dude you walk around the Bronx with. <laughs> I'm surprised he ain't drop her off with a pimp. <laughs> if she was there looking for drugs, any of that. I don't. Happened. I don't. You ain't even got to be but, looking for drugs. She's just out there walking around with Fab Five Freddy. This dude is plugged in though, so Fab Five Freddy keeping a. You know she got a hood pass for the night, yeah. so she is all over the South Bronx, everywhere. You know, now I will say this. Once she got to the party, where brothers just dancing and listening to the hip-hop, I think it would have been all good at any point because, you know, there's always been a certain amount of love at, at you know, a true hip-hop party, man, is always open to everybody, man. Like, Absolutely. Man. And, and we made, you know, jokes about it, but she was an influencer for real. Like, she wrote for the magazine. And- yeah. That's and like and and I started this by saying the hood already knew she was coming, so they right. gave her a pass from the jump. Absolutely. That means, and you know, so that we just looking at the stuff behind the scenes that we know mm-hmm. as a culture that if them kids knew she was coming, those kids would probably take her sneakers. If somebody else had said, "Hey, yo, we got a reporter coming through here, yo, don't mm-hmm. mess with her," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Right, right, <laughs> and the right. kids like, ooh, look what she just said, pulled up. She said, "Where's the phone?" He said, "About four blocks About up." About four blocks up. <laughs> he said, "That one probably don't work though. You might another one over." <laughs> like, yeah, leave the car. Yeah, she's like, "You guys better not mess with this car. I'm gonna call the cops." Where's the phone? <laughs> That's what the, I'm gonna call the cops. Where's the phone? <laughs> She Karen. <laughs> she, was, she was like Karen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but it's cool though because, you know, she hooks up with Fab Five Freddy and he is actually the plug. Yes. Like Fab Five Freddy is the man. Right. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? He he he's handing out passes. <laughs> so, oh, um, Busy B was was very heavily featured in this film too. Mm-hmm. It was the main MC. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like he was spitting. Right. Right. If there was, like, you have to know that uh, your boy. Ah oh, man, what's his name? Um, I'm gonna get his real name. Lee Quinones. I yes. think. That's, yeah, he's he's a yeah. real graffiti artist, but mm-hmm. he was heavily featured. The movie is about him, mm-hmm. but as far as rappers go, Busy B is the main feature, right? And as far as DJs go, Grandmaster Flash got a got five ten minutes. To just no, get off in his time. kitchen, yes. So he, that's it. This is, that's your main graffiti artist, your main MC, and your main DJ from the very first hip hop movie. It's Grandmaster Flash, Busy B, and and Lee Quinones. Yes, who put it all together? And Zorro, mm-hmm. and these are these are the people that have been. Oh, oh, and you can't forget. I guess the main dancers. You know, you got um. Uh, a rock steady crew is all over that movie, mm-hmm. and it's funny. You see, man, like Crazy Legs always stands out to me. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and he, you know, so Rock Steady Crew is featured. Uh, I Cold Crush, yeah, Cold Crush <laughs> MCs definitely. They they had a feature, yeah. but you know, you just Busy B got so much personal screen time, mm-hmm. and is the fantastic. Um, the fantastic, uh, golly, who was that? The Fantastic. So was it the Fantastic Four? I don't think they had a name. I don't think they had a number in their name. It was just the Fantastic, or something like that. Back then, Fantastic versus versus Cold Crush. Mm-hmm. That was the other group. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, but but um. These people right here, like, you know, if you, if you make a Mount Rushmore, you know, of movie hip-hop appearances, you know what I'm saying? Like, later when Breaking came out, we'll get at that later, but, you know, Ice-T was, every time somebody was rapping, it's Ice-T, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And and by, <laughs> by the time Beat Street comes out, it's Melly Mel's really kind of featured as the mm-hmm. lead MC of this movie, you know. Right. The main man on the soundtrack. He shut the show down at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. So because <clears throat> it was New York, right, right, which yeah. automatically puts Grandmaster Flash somewhere on the scene again. Yeah. <laughs> but that, this, yeah, yeah. Now, when we get when we get to those, man, I got some yeah some stuff. But there are a lot of a lot of good MCs in that movie, man. Lisa mm-hmm. Lee was in that movie. She was doing her thing. That's the girl, the and, twins. Um, the twins, those girls. Nah, the guys. What? What? Oh, the, nah, not them on twins. That was Brothers. talking about double trouble. Double trouble. Oh yeah. man, no, yeah, yeah, trouble. yeah, yeah, yeah. Double trouble. Yeah. Jeez. Right, man. I used to. They were talking the street. <coughs> oh man, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna <laughs> they, get. We're gonna get was, to the double trouble. Yeah. It was <clears> to the double trouble show. <laughs> yes, indeed. So. Yeah. So Zorro doesn't want to go public with with his uh, stuff, but they take the girl through the hood and they go to a hip hop show, and it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a, just a great night at the club. The MCs perform, and you got a chance. Like if you've never seen 
what hip hop looked like and and like even that type of hip hop. I got a chance to see that type of hip hop go on. Uh-huh. But even then I wasn't quite of age yet. By the time I started getting into um being able to DJ in the club, you know, just having the MC battles like that, it was starting to get more and more scarce. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right, right. But I do remember a time. Because the machine had picked it up by this point. Well, it was just the the way people partied had changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, we, we don't do anything for too long as a people. Right. So you got to think, man. They started recording Wild Style. They were getting footage as early as 81, 82 for 83 release. Right. And this thing been going on for two years in New York, heavy. You know how things spread, and when something becomes as big as 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 the culture around dancing at the time, it it's gonna fizzle down mm-hmm. soon. Right. So by by eighty five parties, you know, I say you know eighty five, eighty six, you start seeing less and less. B boys in the crowd waiting to turn it out. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But you go back to 83, 84, you literally, <clears throat> you know, give them dudes 20, 30 minutes. You see what I'm saying? And the crowd yeah. stopped dancing. And that was one, you know, it, it that, music and that, changed. And it ain't, it ain't just the music, but like the clubs, it's one, of, it was a love hate relationship. We're breaking back in the day. Okay, give give me a little bit. And and I think that it's like it's cool to see and it and it had to it it worked best at its heyday because that's when you had the majority of the audience willing to stop the party long enough to let a few people dance instead mm. of everybody dance. Mm. So it had to happen at its heyday for this to be a nationwide thing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because outside of select pockets, people go to the club, they not like if the party's hot, they don't they don't want to move so you can do this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So it has to be everybody has to be with it mm-hmm. for it to be allowed in a club. Right. Without being too disruptive. And then you got some cats that just get Way too aggressive with it, you know what I'm saying. The same thing with so like you were DJing those. I've I've I have DJed and been in those venues, but mm-hmm. they were so scared. This is yeah. the early, early, early days. Matter of fact, when when things were that hardcore, I wasn't in the club DJing, but mm-hmm. I come from a club kind of background. Like my dad owned clubs, and. And we just, I've I've been able to see what clubs look like. And I just, there was a, it wasn't for everybody. You know, it was only certain places where you could go and, and have, you know, especially after about 84, 85, mm-hmm. you know, it weren't getting ready to be clearing <laughs> out. <laughs> right. So that, so that we could do this That's in the hottest part of the night, you yeah. know, because it's like, People not as interested as they used to be. Only the truth, the true heads, mm-hmm. still with it. You see what I'm saying, right? And it, I mean, nobody was breaking to Will Smith. 
No, uh, not that I remember. Well, the thing is, you got to think that Will Smith, like Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff, they are just as much a real MC and DJ as Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Yes, yes. Like, these dudes were there. They did what they did in the early days, too. Two turntables, microphone, rock the crowd, rock the club, you know, and... You know, no matter what Will Smith has done after then, Will Smith was a real MC and he did real work with a real DJ nothing. in the early yes. like in the early days of this thing. Like way before you even knew who he was, he was already, already doing, doing it. it. Absolutely. So so Absolutely. yeah, yeah. And and what you get to see in that movie is the same craft that Will Smith perfected. You know, or, you know, or just honed. That was his right. skill. Like, you know, he was, when you watch that movie, you see a DJ doing what he does. Right. And then you see the MCs come enhance what the DJ's doing. Mm-hmm. And if you go listen to He's a DJ, I'm the Rapper, or and listen to their live performance they recorded and put on that album. That live performances from years before the album dropped. Right. You know, it was from like 1986. Right. You see what I'm saying? But it was put on the album in 88. So you go back and listen to that, and you hear how polished that performance was. You know that was going on way before 86. I'm glad you said that because it, that was one thing I told you about in the movie, that it, everything, all the those scenes, the, the breaking scenes and just the whole club scene, it just looked so polished. That yeah, right. It had right. to have been around for so a So you think if they're recording in 81, 82, and dudes are this good at what they're doing, imagine how long they've been doing it already. Absolutely, right. So, right. you know, we, we keep crediting hip-hop to, you know, that's why Tony Crush said, you know, hip-hop goes back to, they say, 72, 73. That's what, mm-hmm. you know, right. like, that's the the birth date. It goes way back into the early 70s. Right. So we don't hear a rap record till mm-hmm. King Tim the Third in 1979. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you had the Sugar Hill Gang and Curtis Blow. These are like the first three real rap records that I remember. King Tim mm-hmm. the Third was just a, it was like a, was by a group called the Fatback Band, mm-hmm. and they just, um, you know, it was a, it was a rap song, and it was really the first rap, true front to back rap song. Okay, but it wasn't by a rapper, so there's no nobody really counts it, you know. Right, right kind of right. like it's been plenty of of kind of songs that would fit that category that you could say go back to this late sixties where dudes are rapping, but they're not rap songs by rappers. You know, Sugar right. Sugar Hill gets that credit because they put out it, they put it out on wax, mm-hmm. you know, and and but you know, you Grandmaster Flash had um, super rapping back then. It was probably the same. I don't even. You know, there could probably be an argument somewhere about which one came out first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But these are some old, old records. But um, hip hop has to have yeah, to Yeah, this be stuff there. had been going on for a long, long time. And it took years to get on wax. So you just wonder how much hip hop did we miss through the mid 70s, mm-hmm. late 70s, you know, 77, 78. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody that's this good in 81 was probably working on it in 79. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Grandmaster <laughs> Flash can do all this with the turntables. Now how long has he been doing <laughs> yes. this with yes. these turntables? Right. <laughs> you know, I, right. 
I mean, it took me a few years, and mm. and I can and I can honestly say, I know some people be like years to learn how to DJ. I just got my controllers, and I'm pretty good at cutting and scratching right now. Well, yeah, try that ish with two fucking records, real records, real records. Yeah, and and be standing there in front of people that are that are haul your ass out of there for making the record skit while they dancing. Right. You try to cut something back to back. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> it's like when you know that you grab that little controller and it ain't gonna skip. Right. You got a whole lot of different type of confidence. Absolutely. Dude. You know, but when you see Grandmaster Flash up here. And the, he wasn't even cutting on two twelve hundreds. I think he had the the um, what do you call those? The, the, there were these straight arm turntables. That everybody, they were techniques though. Mm. But he was there, and there there's some classic turntables too. They're the the first turntables that DJs could really use to cut and scratch, where the plate wouldn't slow down. So you oh, see wow, Grandmaster okay. Flash in the movie, yeah, cutting and scratching. And it's like, yo, like in the seventies, if you, I mean, in the in nineteen eighty one. Maybe you had gone to a party and somebody's doing it. You want to go home and do that on your turntable. You go pull that joker backwards Man, and then you go, Kick. and now I don't mess the record oh, up. Right. You're taking that turntable to the shop. You uh, see what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Because every turntable ain't built to spin back. And then the next thing uh, you don't like, like you just don't know how to do any of this stuff. Right. So seeing it on, on this movie for the first time, like, you know, it showed people who were not in New York how to hip hop. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. It was the first time that I saw how to do this. I learned how to rap, how to do graffiti, mm-hmm. how to dance, mm-hmm. how to talk, everything. It was all there. Right. So that was that was it. Like, how do you rock a party like with an MC? Like, literally, when I think about the way that we used to practice, mm-hmm. like I'm talking about '85, '86. Right. I'm actually practicing maybe '87. Even I'm practicing rap sets with Darrell Malone, and folks looking at me like, I remember this girl said. Who y'all think y'all are? Run DMC. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because they, right. you know, it's not even any, like, imagine dudes rapping today in high school. People are like, okay, mm-hmm. let, me, let me hear what you got. You know, it's on SoundCloud, this and that. Back then, it was unfathomable right. that yes. we were even thinking about doing this. Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So, right. but It was I, so against the norm. Yeah, but I had picked it up from Wildstyle. I had seen Wildstyle. You know, my eyes had seen the glory of what it looks like, what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to sound like. Right. So I was hooked, man. I was like, from that point on, man, shoot. I knew since I was 11 years old I was going to be involved in hip-hop. And it was because of that stuff you saw in the movie Wildstyle. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Wildstyle did that for you. And during the same period, Scarface was doing something different. Somebody, somebody totally different, right? And you know what? I had um, <laughs> I had an older older cousin tell me that Superfly <laughs> did it to Their to a generation. generation. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> thought they were gonna live the Superfly life. You know, straight the machine. The machine has been been getting <laughs> people for a long time. <laughs> but man, but look, so so then. Your boys all conflicted, 
and they're gonna and he gets commissioned to do this artwork piece. You know what I'm saying? The movie, the honestly, the movie don't have much plot to it, and they go all over the place. But I'm kind of glad that they do. Like if the director was focused, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have gotten all those great hip hop scenes. Right, because it was all over the place. Like, I mean, the movie, there's 30 minutes of straight hip-hop yes. in that movie. Like, right. 30 straight minutes. Like, if you just edit, you can edit the movie right. out of the hip-hop. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, really. It, it's crazy when you say straight hip-hop because it, it wasn't one thing. No, nah, no. Nah, you got B-Boys. You got MCs. Yep. Yep. You got DJs. You graffiti. got graffiti artists. Yep. Everything is in this movie. And yes. they get way more screen time than the plot. Right. Hip-hop is the main character. <laughs> yes. You see what I'm saying? Like right. It's almost like the movie is an excuse mm-hmm. to show us what's been going on right under our noses with hip-hop. So if you take, take the movie out of there, you take about 30 minutes. <laughs> Um, the movie ain't but an hour and twenty minutes. Right, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you will take a, you take about thirty minutes of plot out of that movie, and you got a kick ass show. If you try to watch the movie on mm-hmm. just a regular on YouTube, right, gonna, that's yeah. all you're gonna see is hip hop scenes, like five no minute dialogue. You could take five minutes of straight <laughs> just watching subway uh, trains go by with different graffiti on it. Yeah, five <laughs> minutes of that. You got another five minutes of watching dudes. Draw graffiti with yes. spray paint. Right. Right? Yes. You got five minutes of Grandmaster Flash, maybe five, ten minutes of just Grandmaster Flash in his kitchen cutting it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. You got... Different angles. You got five, ten, fifteen, fifteen, probably fifteen minutes of Busy B freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not one occasion, but various yeah. occasions. Yeah, probably 15 minutes of... Freestyles from Busy B. You know, you got one that he did in in the in the middle of the like that's the other thing. Folks just be hanging out as raggedy, like you see a crumbled up apartment <laughs> built bricks. It looked like a bomb went off in the middle of the street and everybody just standing out there right in the middle of it. Listen to Busy B rap. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You remember we talked about that one of the first episodes. Yes. Everybody wanna take their pictures in the South Bronx or up on some abandoned buildings back in the day. Right. That, That's crazy. That was so much of a cliche in hip hop, in New York hip hop, to see abandoned buildings, mm-hmm. burned out buildings in the background was just as cliche as watching a dude <laughs> acting like he in the kitchen. Now, like you know, you right. see a picture of a dude, an album cover, standing in the kitchen, like he whipping up, like he whipping, right, mm-hmm. right. That is the same cliche. I'm standing in the rubber where I'm whipping in the kitchen, right. That same thing, hmm. you know. It was, it, was, it was definitely... Showing you how hood I am. It showed you the real. Yes. You know, even when... You, like, the, the movie looked like it had a budget. You know, it ain't like they just went out there with a camera and started shooting this shit. Some stuff. of what was the budget. They had a budget. And I think they pretty much stayed with the, the one character, which made it kind of all stick together. But otherwise, it was the like you said a lot going on. But that's the creative part of it, though, right? Yeah, like I said, if he had been more focused, man, we wouldn't have gotten as much hip hop. Like it felt like a vehicle for hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was a great vehicle because like there was absolutely no reason to to stay on them scenes that long, other than you just want to show how dope this is. Right. 
Right. You know? Like you said, was a vehicle. Media, man. It was yeah. the damn media. Now, yeah. and now the big the big piece that he got commissioned to do at the end was for this big concert they were putting on and all the MCs trying to come together and and, and do their best performance. So it was dope because the, the movie is centered around this event too. Because mm-hmm. just as much as you got the plot about the artist being, you know, kind of in conflict about whether you want to be public or not, you also got this big event, this big hip-hop event coming up. And you see individually all the crews are sweating this event. You know, like, yes. we get to this event, you know, and the whole community's buzz. Like, yo, this is going to be big, yo. This going to be, right. this going to be the the one, everybody's going to be here. So you got Cold Crush, Fantastic, uh, 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 what's the brothers? Double Trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, man, they named, they named, they gave the other people's names, man. I don't want to discredit so nobody, people. but there was some real everybody. good, yes, yes, some real good, um, real good artists in there, man. Yeah. Um, let me see. Everybody who took time, it seemed like they, they got some screen time. Right. And that last concert at the end was, was dope. Now, the group Double Trouble. Let's get on Double Trouble for a second. <laughs> yes. Everybody's talking about the gangster image in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Double Trouble. We see them now. The stoop rap in, from Double Trouble, is a, it's a classic. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Them sitting on the step. Uh, here's a little story that must be told. Right. That is classic, hands down. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If you like, if you have been listening to hip hop for any length of time, you've heard that before. Here's a little story that must. And they be talked told. about everything. Yes. Guns, these dudes, hey, these drugs, dudes. Right. Women, right. They these. talked about it all. They did not talk about it in the <laughs> sense of um, this is poverty. No. They talked about it in the sense, I got my fucking gun. I will bust you in your face. <laughs> well, these dudes dope. came on stage dressed like <laughs> Scarface-style gangsters. Yes. Like, first of all, I they came on with a theme. They they were themed. Al Capone. Al Capone-style <laughs> with, the, with the hats. And they had the t- one dude had the Tommy gun. Right. And what other dude had the... Uh, what he had? Oh, the two pistols. Two pistols. Yeah, and they won't match it. They won't match it. <laughs> yep. I, I forgot mean, about one that. One was like a Colt forty five, and that was like a three fifty seven. Wow, <laughs> absolutely. And that's how they came out on. And stage. that's how they came out on stage. You talking about some gangster ish? Want to talk about trap music? <laughs> this is this Dope is boy the trap music. right here, man. So that's MOP. <laughs> right, but yo, the that scene was dope, man. Yeah, had uh, oh man, like I said, rock steady crew. It's always man, it's always dope when they're in the movie, man. And and another um thing that I noticed in the movie was not too many people was trying to do stuff for free. The the graffiti artists they were doing stuff for free until they got recognized to get paid to do something. 
So they still were looking for the bag. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get a bag. Yeah. But I ain't hear none of the MCs talking about money, though. Well, nah, Busy B. Busy what? B. Busy <laughs> B. Yeah. Yeah, Busy B. Yeah, no, it's all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> Which was surprising to me, too. Yeah. You know, because I thought this was something that came along with different times in hip hop. No, this well, is already Well, there. here's the thing, though. Busy B, like, you got to think about what an MC used to be, too. MC used to be an asset to the party. And yes. and then almost an extension, like the DJ is doing his thing, the MC is, too. And it's a little bit different. Like, MC still rock with DJs today, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as what a Busy B used to do, Dougie Fresh. You know what I'm saying? When you hear them, uh, Will Smith. I don't, um, I don't think you have. Uh, like, do you really have MCs nowadays? Or do you have the best rapper? Uh, well, the, no, you have MCs at parties with DJs. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Like, okay. um, and 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 some guys, you know, guys are good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I, we talked about, the, me and Waleed, we were talking, and we are talking about how I wouldn't let nobody touch the mixer. Right. Unless they were a good MC. Wally was good. He could Wally can he's good at a party. Mm-hmm. My man tap money. Uh Kyle Santillian. Now mm-hmm. he brought up Fendi. Fendi is dope at a party. So mm-hmm. he's he's a good MC okay. for a party. Right. And that's not it's not the same as a rapping MC today. Mm-hmm. But back then, those are MC skills. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, okay. yeah, rappers make records. But they could also come into the party and 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 compliment the DJ, mm-hmm. and that's what you saw these MCs able to do with the music. You know what I'm saying? If you think right. about it, like those raps aren't just about them; they they about the party. Right. I got you. I got Everything that's said is keeping the crowd involved too. Right. And these people are good MCs. From you know the traditional early days, I got all you. had they had to have a little bit of that skill too. Is this personality that you bring to to a function, mm-hmm. right. and that's busy be at gobs of that man. <laughs> like you know, you watch the movie, you see like okay, if it's 1981 and I'm having a hip hop party, yes, damn right, I'm paying busy B to come to the party. I mean, hype it up, right? Like Fat Man Scoop is an MC. Mm-hmm. You know, damn good, and he's like, uh, uh, you know, and what he does do the exact same thing that Busy B was doing, but in a sense, it's the evolution of what you saw early, early in the days. You know, he's working with the DJ and keeping his party rocking. And I guess looking at it that way, there are a lot nowadays. Yeah, some people are good at it, and some people not so much. Right, right. You know, I like the. Um like I said, I, I like how it showed everything that was associated with, because, you know, without with, doing graffiti back then, um, without the other creative parts, with, graffiti wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like and, and you, I can't say wouldn't matter, but this was like a vehicle for it. Well, you know, I think, um, like, graffiti... Graffiti stands by itself. It's, I don't think it needed hip hop, you know. To, but I will say this: graffiti became our font. Okay. If that, if that make you know, if you think about the early days of hip hop, 
Mm-hmm. We, you know, graffiti was always around, and graffiti artists were gonna do it with or without hip hop. Right. But they're so linked that it became our default font for years. It was the way that we wrote ish. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> That's you know. I'm to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know I, I I'm not trying to like for for the, some people don't know what font is, you know, but right, a right. font is the 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 different style of of letters that you use on the computer, like you know the mm-hmm. the whatever you used to see in this one font, but the then world. right and and graffiti the way it looks, you think about when it, when it came time to. To put out records and you look at how the artist's names were written across the top of the record, it looked like graffiti. That was our font. It's how you knew that this is a hip-hop product because the writing is in graffiti. You see old movies or TV shows that come on and if they want you to know that it was street-connected and hip-hop related, then the, the, the name of the show would be written in graffiti style. Right, street. Right, and that's so right. that's our font. So that's what graffiti became for hip hop, but it's not because of hip hop. So uh, you know, hip hip hop enhanced what was already there with graffiti, mm-hmm. and it gave graffiti a vehicle for this font. Nobody else is going to use that to stylize their letters, right? But we did, and when we got popular, Run DMC, you look at it first, it looked like spray paint, you know, mm-hmm. even simple tag, it almost, you know, but but it's graffiti style. Graffiti, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was very important um, to, um, I guess, show, you know, it, because it's, it's always got to be a visual component to uh, the creative mm-hmm. process for somebody to actually see what you did or see right. what you were about or whatever. Yep. And, and to a much lesser extent, you see, like, to me, that style lives on at fairs all over the country. Have <laughs> you go get a, a hat? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Screen print. Screen print and they get you, right. you know, you get you a t-shirt and they airbrush it right there on the spot <laughs> and jazz it up for you. I ain't seen That's a graffiti artist. You know you know what I'm talking about yes, though? Yes, absolutely. You know, have your name in the black, they do the license yeah. plate for you on the spot. It's That's graffiti. graffiti. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So so yep. that that thing lives on. Right. Just in a different form. Right. Right. She said, Pimpin' ain't dead, just moved to the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But Wild Style, man. Yes. Wild Style showed you everything. It was the blueprint. It was such an important part to this culture of hip-hop that they had to try it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beast Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't right back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but hey. Told the story better. and. With better, um, I guess, resources, too. Yeah, a little bit more resources, you know what I'm saying? A little more Hollywood. But then Hollywood really took over when they came to breaking. Yes. Like, golly. Like, Wild Style, you know, they kept it by the street as they could keep it. Yes. And when I seen old buddy with that triple belt on. And the, the <laughs> crop top. Oh my god! I was god. two through. I was like, I can't really watch this. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, ozone. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> oh man, ozone. Was that was that hip hop? I mean, it's all hip hop, man. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's, you know, that's Hollywood. that's where that Hollywood had its claws in that thing, man. You I know what I'm saying? I saw hip hop from a distance, you know, as a youngin', and I didn't, I, no, nah, I didn't see that as much. You know, I I may have seen it on one or two guys, but it was obvious that. What are you talking about? The way were, they dress and breaking? Yes, I saw <laughs> I saw guys actually dress like that, and but they were the guys who wanted to be. I guess extra. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They was always extra. Yeah, and you know, by that time, you know, by that time it was, now you know, by the time breaking, breaking was a nail in the coffin. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, once once that happens, like, yo, man. <laughs> Forget on. about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Man. Like, it ain't cool no more because <laughs> of breaking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want nobody to confuse what I'm doing <laughs> for what he doing. He, <laughs> he was break It ain't even just him because he's a well-respected dancer out here. So, you know, your boy that played uh, Ozone is, you know, he earned his, his place in mm-hmm. the dance world. Okay. But as a hip-hop fan from the very beginning, hip-hop what he was doing – what he was doing in there just, yeah, it hurt my eyes too, man. I was like, now your boy Turbo was killing it. Boogaloo Shrimp, he was, uh-huh. man, that dude was the real deal, yo. Now, he was the real deal. And he was, to me, as a true student of B-boy culture, mm-hmm. he was the saving grace of breaking. Okay. The, the, the they had to have some component. He was real, man. That dude, yeah. oh, man. But nobody else felt. <laughs> that and we ain't gonna say nobody because like I said, I, all them cats that work their way into that movie, man, they work their way up some on the streets of LA too. Yeah. And they, they were street performers too, but they they come from a different like it's a different style. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you know, it was a little hard for me to appreciate because the New York style is so aggressive and this was not as as, you know, an an aggressive sort of style. So, you know, <laughs> That's why they came back with gangster rap. <laughs> hey, hey, they had to. You know what I'm saying? Ice T was like, shit, I was in that movie too. His next damn record was gangster. <laughs> oh, shit, shit. It was too, right? It was, man. Six in the morning, police at my door. Yeah. <laughs> That was two years after breaking, a year after breaking. He was like, yo, they got me. I ain't screwed up, yo. <laughs> I got to go hard on these fools. I can tell the truth. And he went he went hard. And then the moment you forgot about all that breaking stuff, he's like, whew, now I can go back to child, go back to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he hated being away from Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Ice T went back as soon as he made, as soon as he got his dag on rap back. <laughs> uh, what was the first thing he came back with? Well, after breaking, yeah, six in the morning. Oh, the, the, no, I'm talking about movie wise, Hollywood. Oh, New Jack City. New Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I want to shoot you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's still one of the worst actors in the world to me. Ah oh, man, give I give Ice T plenty of props, man. He ain't he ain't bad. He's he's better now. Why? Cause he older. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, his time on television. I think he's honed his craft a little bit. Yeah, he's been up there about thirty. Yeah, years, yeah, man. yeah, for a minute. I mean, like now when I see him in that commercial, 
Talking about car, car shield, I believe that is so. <laughs> because he been on TV for so long making checks, saying what it take. I get it. <laughs> Your boy from 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 uh, the Soul Sonic Forces on one of the commercials. Oh, no, like, he when I see my boy, I used to do the commercials. I knew it was official. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. that's the power of Hollywood. Yeah, too, though. That's the power of Hollywood, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, Ice T, man. He's official, man. <laughs> T getting the check over here. I'm gonna get me one. Yeah, boy. Hey, look, look. This is uh since this week since we gonna be at the movies for the days. <laughs> next little while. Hey man, can we do the go go movie one day? Yes, we, we. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch. The all right, whole thing. all right, yeah. man. All right, right. it's a movie yeah. called Good to Go. You might find it as Short Fuse. So you gotta um, give them a a score. Hey, man. Good. Hey, that the the Go Go had a movie too. No, so. not not. Uh, I'm talking. Oh, about a Wild score style. for Wild Style. Yeah. Whoo. And and this this what it encompasses is storyline. Cultural relevance. Storyline was terrible. There is no storyline. <laughs> now we're going to rate them all on these three categories. Storyline, cultural relevance, and... Cultural relevance is through the roof. Star relevant. I mean, star power. Star power, right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, the plot, The plot was weak, but I would say this. If I look at it from... From the perspective of hip hop being the main character, and then the plot was strong, and it and it served its purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it was just a vehicle to get these awesome performers some screen time, yo. Right, right. That, and that, and it served its purpose there. I don't care what the story was. Maybe that's why you know it took what I'm two saying? years, right? Yeah, because it, it it wasn't a great story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So acting what, wasn't wasn't great. One to ten, what'd you give them? I mean, but just, I mean, but just, I, oh, the actors, uh, what, the whole movie? I gotta give the whole movie a ten just for what it did. (laughs) But as, as a film, like, not, like, we're gonna take out the culture, like, you know, the cultural influence, like I said, is just through the roof. Right. So it's such a cultural icon. Okay. You know, it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is it a great film? No, but no, but it's such at. a groundbreaking film, and this is where Wild Style stands right now. Okay, you know, it's so it's the first, right, right, and it gives us a glimpse into something that we never seen before. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, one of the most awful movies I ever seen in my life. But <laughs> it goes down in history as the first black exploitation film. You know mm. what I'm saying? Produced by Melvin Van Peebles. Even had his son in that movie. Mario Van Peebles in that movie having sex with a grown woman at like 12 <laughs> years old. That movie was awful, yo. He was probably traumatized. <laughs> wow. What's the name again? Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. But since that movie was the, the quote, first black film, you know, mm-hmm. of the era of black exploitation movies, Superfly and all that came after. Okay. So okay. people are always looking back at Sweetback, but it was a terrible movie, man. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm not even pulling no punches, man. That movie was terrible. Wow. But I can only imagine 
how many people are like, man, I don't care how terrible that movie is. It's produced by us, starring us. Uh-huh. The hero is us. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and, you know, these types of movies weren't being produced, and he did it. So right. he gets the he gets the spoils, or he gets the reward. He's the guy that did it. So sweet, sweet back will always have a place. As Wild Styles, well, you know, Wild Styles is 10, man, now. But the, as far as a movie, if you're just watching it and you're not watching it for the culture, you right. save, you don't even need to waste your time with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just straight up. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's, I'm just being honest. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? If you ain't watching it for the hip hop. Yes. Man, you know, trying to watch that. I mean, it don't even. Waste yeah, your time. yeah. It's, it's, I get it. You know, I mean, I, I yeah, I thought the movie was um trash. I, I, well, when I say trash, I'm oh man, hold up now. No, you can't, you gotta <laughs> nah. watch it, you gotta watch it vernacular. Don't ever, don't ever use when trash I, I, <laughs> to describe <laughs> wild style on this show. I'm saying okay. that for everybody, for everybody involved. Okay, when I, you might as well, you might as well take your ass to a crowd of people and say, What y'all doing, break dancing? <laughs> Do not but say you know, nothing trash about what I was You know, I got different eyes than what you have. You know what I'm saying? Cultural relevance, yes, through the roof. Um, yeah. Because it taught me a lot. Um, like I said, I recognize a few names that was in it as pioneers and, you know, the folks who started this thing. So I got to tilt my hat off to that. But, you know, to be honest about the movie, like, yeah, the movie was trash. Like, the the quality of it, the storyline, it was kind of hard for me to keep up with the movie. If it wasn't for you having seen it a few times. Yeah, exactly. Being able explain. To feel it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, see, this is the union. Right. <laughs> see, I need a narration on this to keep up with it. Right. But, you know, that's that's how most things start, you know. Um, and, and I think that was his start in movie business i think it was dope that um looking at where hip-hop started um as an art form and look how many different shapes it's taken and you know like music movies are like the biggest two right now Mm -hmm. you know and to see that early on that this was going to grow into what we see now and how the importance it has on the world. So, you know. Yeah, that's the first place to see it, man. Yes. That, like, it's crazy. Go back and watch Wild Style. Like, um, you know, it'll help, it'll help explain a lot of things. Like, you know, for one, you know, a lot of you have parents, like, some of these, like your grandparents, you think these are your grandparents. Some of your grandparents were hip hopping, right? At these they absolutely early were. days like that. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, <laughs> you know, for real, and they, they still fans of it, right? You, know? you got a grandmama somewhere that probably was one of Busy B hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh damn! I'm you just said, joking. Your grandma, yo. I'm just joking, but, but I'm just saying be, it yeah. could could be. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you sit here looking, right. like, and she's like, "Baby, I remember when hip hop first started. I remember that Busy B. He was something else on the microphone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you sitting there looking at it one way. They did the same thing you did. They helped pioneer this thing. 
Right. You know, because a lot of like a lot of people in that movie, like it ain't just like think about you talking about Cool Hurt, like he was DJing in the seventies, like early seventies. It it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a question if Fat Joe can use the word nigga based off this movie. <laughs> you said you heard it plenty in there. Yeah, <laughs> out, of, out of all the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> well, no, no, not only hearing it, but I'm just saying that because hip-hop is, they've been there since the beginning of of it. Hey, I don't, like, hey, man, like, you know, in New York, minorities, you know, they're all minorities. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you're not white, you're, you're brown. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, 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 not the traditional Latino brown, but I'm just saying, you know, to, to most white people. And I think there's a unifying feeling amongst minorities in tight-knit places like that. It's like, look, we all live in the same building. We get treated the same way. We make the same Absolutely. money, and we work at the same place. And right. guess what? My necker. <laughs> 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 he, he can use it in his music, man. They, 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 they've been yeah. around. Nobody's trying to take nothing from nobody. Is my point? Uh, yeah, you know yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely nothing. in hip hop culture, man. Puerto Rican, like, come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah. There's always Puerto Ricans. They're, they're like, think about it. In each one of these movies that we'll talk about through this little series, you know, mm. you're gonna see Latinos in. Every last one of them, heavily. Has to be. Always. Yes. Always. Right. So so no, we don't we don't own this culture. It's the, you know. Hip hop owns it. Yeah, hip hop. If you if you are of it. And which which <laughs> you know, I think um you know it's something we need to have a talk about that, man. I think is the Latino like Latinos influence in hip hop's early development, I think is way understated, yo. Hmm. Like I, you know, especially for hip hop to be recognized as kind of a black thing, right? If they're, you know, I guess that's why you know I look at a lot of this. There's a lot of Afro Latino, Latino and Latinas, mm-hmm. right? But, but just in general, when when it comes to hip hop. I don't think that there is too much of a there hasn't been a real separation made between the Latinos involved in it and and the black people who made it because there's not a separation in the way we listen to it. Like, you know, Fat Joe, you know, I'm not listening to Fat Joe because he's you know, Puerto Rican and I can imagine a lot of people who like hip hop Puerto Ricans who like hip hop, you know, they listen to Fat Joe, but they ain't just listening because he's Latino. They're proud of him being proud, Latino, yes. but it's not why they listen. They listen because right. he's dope. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Big Pun is dope. Right. You know, there's nothing you can say about that. And right. there, and there, there has never really been, I've never heard anybody, um, you know, as far as New York hip hop go, I haven't heard any anybody separate. Latino hip hop from black people's hip hop has always been one and the same. The only thing is reggaeton. That's, that's reggaeton like, is something know. else, but I'm talking yeah, about I'm just, the the Latinos that been involved no. from the early days, 
And yeah, that's that's gonna be another. It's not. That's another topic. We're gonna talk about that because I do mm-hmm. remember when I started seeing Latino artists who had a huge Latino fan base, and I started seeing they not have a lot of black fans. And I remember when that happened, but it didn't happen on the East Coast. This was a West Coast phenomenon. There's one who um, he he came across my screen one day because he said that. He wouldn't sign to a QC or 300 because he didn't want to work with black people. What? Yes, but he's he he got a a following. I can't remember his name, but he's got a following, like a couple million, right, on his team. Well, that was like, but but yeah, for no other reason than because he don't want to work with the black. Well, I think, too, you know, in a place like New York, we look at where Wild Style and Beach Street, and we look at the Latinos in that they are, you know, even when you look at movies, they're together. Like, there are those ghetto people, and they are, when, when they are looked at in movies and stereotype, the Puerto Ricans and blacks are lumped together. In New York, but the on the West Coast, there's more of a separation between the blacks and Latinos. Like when there's a movie, it's either about the Latino gangs or the black gangs, and they always separate everything. But in New York, when you you know, there's always a diverse set of, you know what I'm saying, set of people who are getting getting the short end of the stick, and they always lump together, even in the media. Except in prison. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Everything's segregated think, in prison, right? I think that's what old buddy is doing is prison. I think he was locked up for a minute. Who? The guy that I'm talking about now who said it recently about not working with blacks. Oh, oh, yeah. Probably so. But, he but does rap, he's a rapper, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the part that got me. I was like, but you're a rapper, though. Well, so. well, you say like you said, you saw you saw what it looked like back in the day. Yeah. So we're all in this together, man. Wild style. Um, I I just gave it a ten for its um for its influence because yes. it's so much so much influence. It made me forget about that. You know, if not for the hip hop, man, I don't think there'll be anything to. <laughs> you know, be I, I I'm not trying to trash the movie. I'm glad they did it. I swear to God, you said trash. I said I'm not trying to trash the movie. You already trashed the movie because you said it was trash. No, I just said you said trash and wild style in the same city. So you uh, said. But I didn't say wild style. <laughs> I said the movie. So you you would not recommend this movie? <laughs> no, I would recommend this movie for anybody that likes okay. hip hop music. I think they need to see this movie, and. You know, it'll help you understand me <laughs> because I'm I'm in a tough spot, man, because I got that growing up and now I got this today. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's hard to coexist in both of those worlds. You know what I'm saying? To come right. from, from that, right? what I grew up emulating and what I started doing. And think about it. The records are gone. The computer's here. You know what I'm saying? People have controllers, beats are matched automatically. Um, You know, DJs don't, I mean, rappers don't use DJs no more. Uh, You know, everything's changed from the days of Wild Style. So anybody that's into it today, I want you to see it 
just so you can see how it used to be. Just for the sake of, if you're a fan of anything, you want to know how it started. Like people who are really in the box and you think they don't know who Muhammad Ali is. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So just and for the sake. around a lot longer. Or do you, do anybody in the box knows who Jack Dempsey and all these other people, you know, they know. Um, yes. They know the history of boxing they know. because they love it. And if you love hip hop, go watch Wild Style. Yes. Because this is the earliest documentation on film of what hip hop authentically looked like in its infancy. Right. This is so, as early as you can get it. And instead of uh, the number scale, we're going to do uh, the alphabet. So you, this gets an A plus. A plus for just just the yeah to document hip hop like right. this man whoever yes. had this idea like there is no grade for this this is the first right. you see what I'm saying so it's unfair to grade it All right. there's no there was no standard right the bar has been set now. you know what I'm saying they so. set the bar <clears throat> so you right. can't grade them post because other people exceeded what they did first they're the first you just got to get in their place and nothing else compares to the first because the first is always an experiment like sweetback right horrible movie but it's the first without sweetback you don't get superfly you don't get shaft you don't get black caesar <laughs> yeah all much better movies right but they don't happen without sweetback you see what i'm saying right so Eh, I'm I'm not gonna be too harsh on it, you know. I get it. Yeah, I, you know I don't, I don't have no problem with your A. <laughs> What'd you give it? Uh, I I'll give it an A too, since you put it on on those terms. I'm not gonna give it an A plus. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but I'll nah, give it an A. And nah. and like like you, you know, know we gotta break it down in its categories, man. Okay, acting. No, 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 no. What? The only reason I'm saying that is... Nah, I'm, I'm thinking... No, seriously, okay. seriously, seriously. Okay. If we're going to be doing this, let's go through all the little things. Okay, okay, the acting. A two out of ten. Three at its best, right? Am I wrong? No, you're right. You're right. So that's right. fair. Okay, uh, plot. Three. Plot, three. Cinematography. Three. Okay. Um, Wait, hold on, I gave you three categories. Oh, uh, yeah, what was the? It was it was storyline, story, but that goes plot, cultural impact, cultural impact through the roof, and, ten uh, plus, star power, star power, star power is a definite eight. Because it was a lot of people in that. You got see now, busy B. Like we're talking about the people who like some of those people were kinda kinda local and didn't never went totally national. But, you know, you got Cold Crush, Busy B, Grandmaster Flash, Fab Five Freddy. Those are the most and Crazy Legs and um Rocksteady crew. You know, think about it like these are people who went on, these are they are still working. All those people are still important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. It's busy to be alive. Check on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he would be about 60. You said he would be about 60? Yeah. He's alive. Good. 
Good for busy B. It's crazy we talking about him because October 26th is his birthday. Word. Ah, happy birthday, Busy B. <laughs> wow. Ah, that's what's up. Well, those are the those are the cats that after this movie that fell. Don't worry about it. After that? that something that was up there fell. Uh, okay. Hey, look. After um after that movie though, all those people we heard from again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. The early people. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that graffiti artist, you know, probably did his thing in the art world. Yes. You know? All right, man. So, there it is. Yeah. That's Wild Style in a nutshell. We enjoyed it. And if you like hip-hop, if you love hip-hop, you got to watch it, man. It's a must-watch, man. I don't like, it's just a must-watch. End of story. If you call yourself a fan, fan of hip-hop, it's a must-watch. Put it on your bucket list. Should I, I agree. You know, if you want to learn and know where this thing came from, watch it. Yep. We'll see. Yep. So we out of here. It's the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J. Alongside my main man. DL Glass. And we at the movies. <laughs>